This is Crafting the Short Story with your host, author and editor, Darren Todd of DarrenTodd.net. Now, let's explore the agony and the ecstasy, the magic and the mechanics of short fiction. Welcome to episode 14. And today we're going to be talking about tenses, very specific in tenses, actually. And that is, what do you do when you're talking about something that's still going on, that's still in existence, while telling a story set in the past? So, the, and this may branch off and we might talk about other tenses and point of view, and that's all right, but we'll pull it back and, and have a point, or at least a theme, hopefully. Uh, but let me give you an example of what I mean when I talk about something ongoing and how that might change in tense. So the first one, uh, which would have been much more common before the this generation sort of rash of first person works, and that would have been third person point of view, past tense, and then having something that's still ongoing. So an example would be, Jack turned over the dead animal to find maggots on the underbelly. Maggots take a full day to spawn, so it couldn't have been the animal that snagged his salted pork the night before. So you had Jack turn, obviously past tense. It couldn't have been that snagged all this past tense. And yet the statement of fact, the thing that is ongoing, maggots take a full day to spawn. Uh, well, maggots, and again, I'm not sure if full day is right or not. I just gave this as an example. But maggots have, have always taken that long since, you know, the, since the modern blue bottle housefly. So it's going to be the same yesterday. It's going to be the same today. And it's going to be the same tomorrow. So that put in the present tense in third person may not stand out too badly but then it gets complicated when you talk about first person which is of course I don't know if it's the majority uh, nowadays but obviously there are tons and tons of works written in the first person both short stories and full-length works but consider another example that's in the first person Billy only came to the church with me one time he could enjoy a three-hour concert in a crowded auditorium but for some reason, the chorus of people, the choir bells, and the organ got under his skin. I began to doubt if this whole relationship could work. So do you follow with, that was the thing about Christians, we love to sing? Or do you follow with, that's the thing about Christians, we love to sing? Because we can assume the Christians still love singing, and yet hopping into the present tense, even for commentary, might make it seem like the narrator is looking back. It puts the narrator into the story, whether you like it or not. So it may, it, may, it may be thinking about it, okay, this is a narrator. He's looking back and telling a story in the past tense, but then when he speaks in the present, does, it make it, does that create too much distance between the narrator who is saying I and the guy in the story who is, who is, the, who is the I? Jump right in, guys, and then I'll have a couple more examples that I'll jump in for, but in the meantime, I'm interested in what you guys think about this. Well, for me, in the first example, okay, I didn't have a problem with it being present for the maggots. Um, the second one um, bothered me more. I would see it staying in past tense, but I can think of other times when, even if you're in first tense, first tense, that there could be a phrase that you might use in present tense. And I can't think of what I'm saying. So I think there are times if you have something ongoing, you're saying you might do it to taste, essentially, and that is, yeah, that 
sometimes you're going to have it where that is the case. If it's ongoing, you'll mention it. But other times, just leave it be. If it, you know, basically, based on your ear, maybe when you're reading it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do you guys think? I agree with Judy. Um, I think that the first one um, just seemed to flow better, um, even with the with the switch. Um, the second one. Maybe, maybe even just because the phrase is longer, you notice it more. I don't know. It's just a little bit longer phrase, but um, it definitely you definitely notice it more. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Kathy? I agree that the first one causes no problem for me, and I don't understand. Here's here's a conflicting opinion. I don't understand why you just don't change the words so there's no problem at all. Well, how would you? For, if you're trying to convey to the reader that this guy knows the narrator, because obviously if you're mentioning the maggots take a full day to spawn, and Jack turned over the dead animal to find the maggots, ipso facto Jack knows that maggots take a full day to spawn. It's not just the omniscient narrator telling so. It, it is, at least through the perspective of Jack, Jack knows this. So... How would you convey that very thing? I mean, I suppose you could do it where, where the thing is, I think you would risk filtering. Like, and, and, and that may not be the worst crime, but you could say something like, Jack knew that maggots took something. Yes. That kind of thing. That's, and, that's why I'm saying it's kind of a moot point there on that second one. Oh, no. Well, I mean, I understand what you're proposing, what you're arguing, but. It doesn't distract me that much. I fly over it and, and, and am educated with the knowledge that Christians still like to sing. It does not stop me. Well, which one? I mean, we had two examples. One. Second one. The second one talking about it being in present tense. Yes. Yeah. And, and a lot of people feel that way. I think that if you're talking about it potentially adding some distance. I mean, if someone takes umbrage with the distance provided by first person or the implications of first person, because the implications are you're telling the story, who are you telling it to? And if you're telling it, you live. Right? So, I mean, and not necessarily. There have been plenty of first person novels where it's like, I died, man on fire is an example. But there are, I mean, for the most part, if you're hearing this, it's like, oh, well then I guess he turned out okay because mm -hmm. he's able to tell the story. So that's some people's umbrage with first person, even though I, I, I don't particularly feel that way. So maybe if someone already has issue with first person, then you know maybe they're going to detect and feel a greater distance if those things, if those ongoing things are put in present tense because it just hammers home that our hero is okay. Does that make sense? So let's, uh, so let's look at something else. Now, what about for wise narrator? So this is a narrator where the perspective uh, of the character in the story, uh, we know at some point that he is living and he is telling the story, and there might even be interjections of, hence the name, wise narrator, where he is saying something about his past character that separates himself. So it, it becomes a distinct character. The guy telling you the story now, even though he's saying it as I, he's telling you about something that a past self went through in the past, and and, and, you know, and, he, and he has some separation there. You know, so you have, like, 
I didn't know it then, but there's something odd about the way I deal cards. That would be an example. And then there was another example I came across online, and then we'll discuss this a bit, that I thought was interesting. And it was He was actually talking about the use of now in the past tense, but it fit very well into what we're talking about here. And he said, now, I wasn't a criminal or nothing. So this was a satire. This is the beginning of a satirical story. But you can see the issue. Is he saying that he is now? Because I wasn't a criminal or nothing. Is he implying that he is now? Or maybe this is saying something about his inability to see himself as a criminal back then. So these are implications the author may not intend, but switching to present tense and handling that as a wise narrator may not be much better than simply telling the story, you know, completely in past. So, and that, and sorry, that, that's a little more convoluted than I meant for it to be. But what do you guys think about that so far as wise narrator is concerned? Does that change anything? Well, in that particular incident, I wouldn't even take now to mean now. Yeah, it's it's a it's a no, space. No, I, I, it's I a think it's relative. Word. Yeah, it's a separate. I think word. it's relative, and, and it still means it's just now. Like, now listen here. Yeah, yeah. No, so I don't mean now. So I, I'm sorry. I, I could have I could have axed that completely. But if he's saying I wasn't a criminal or nothing, so that's saying something something entirely different than him saying I'm not a criminal, but. When I lived in Texas, I did what I had to do. And then he tells you the story that's set in the past tense. Those are two very different things. You understand what I'm saying? So putting it in present tense, talking about himself now, addressing the fact that he's a guy sitting in a rocking chair telling you a story that's set in the past. Why is narrator? And then him saying, him still trying to keep it in the past, saying that he, that he wasn't a criminal or he wasn't this or something, has implications for that, for that present wise narrator. Does that make sense? Okay, so this right. is not going to come up often, obviously. This is a rather odd niche situation. <laughs> but but I, what do you do? Let's say, let's say you're writing this. You're writing this, and you're writing it as a guy who, again, he, he, whether stated or not, it's wise narrator, that is. You, you have a guy, and he's sitting in a rocking chair, he's telling a story. And he's trying to set this up as to say, you know, don't misunderstand. I, I wasn't like this, or, and, and I'm not like this. How do you handle that? Would you handle it where, okay, forget it, just go with present tense and, and admit the fact that this is wise narrator and I'm talking about my status and I want that to reflect in the past or you simply keep the entire thing in the past? The way you read those two things, I think if you kept it all in the past, you would do a lot of damage to who that character is. In the present, right. Yeah, that's my point. Right, right. That, that's sort of what I'm saying is, yeah. Well, it, it damages credibility a little bit, doesn't it? Yes. I think it's, it really comes down to the skill of the writer. Um, and I just read another book for school, and the guy breaks two of the preferences, if not rules. One is he puts it in first person, and secondly, it's almost all tell. Mm -hmm. and he does it brilliantly and it just works and whenever he's talking about things it's very clear that he's telling you a story from his past um, he admits that he doesn't trust the memories 
and even even goes as far so far as to say I think what I did was I saw this picture and from that I divined this whole thing but I don't even think I ever met that woman you know things like that mm-hmm. um, so it's kind of interesting but I think if it's done right almost anything can work and um, he he really did a great job um, being in first person going way back in the past and when he talks about the past he does it in that reference well I have a memory or I seem to recall and then even that other reality and that that tacit admission or even explicit admission of I'm not even sure if this is right but this is how it seems or this is how I remember it or this right. is how it, it feels to me alright let's talk about a different example so not yeah go ahead sorry no go ahead I wanted to say like in the first thing like where you were talking about a first person and then moving from past until present well like I can think of an example um, I couldn't at the beginning but like for instance my best friend Beth and I were standing in line for uh, theater tickets or stood in line for theater tickets um, she turned to talk to me and drove her stiletto heel into the top of my foot she always does that see if right. you could no. see you would still be in the first person and that would be her feeling and she would switch from past to present I guess you could use she always did that just as well, but it wouldn't bother me. I don't think it would bother me either. I think that if it was going to bother somebody, that is the kind of person who would be bothered by first person regardless. Does that, does that make sense? That they would be bothered by that distance anyway. Because I agree, I don't think that the moment I read that, I would not be thinking, oh, the friend lives, the story's lame. Now, I don't, now if you're in a murder mystery, I know that the friend isn't the main bad guy, and I know that the friend lives. Not necessarily. Uh, I would still take it as just this is something of habit that is ongoing with this character. I wouldn't necessarily take that as the person, you know, with the sep- if looking in the present tense, that person was still alive and well and still stepping on people's toes. Mm-hmm. I think in first person, again, it's conversational speech. And if you change it into an awkward, proper, educational way of speaking in first person you're going to do the character a lot of damage and you're going to make it seem awkward you're going to make it seem written like in a textbook versus told and and the first person is just talking and and telling and it would sound awkward yeah there's that to consider too is is the voice of your narrator necessarily obeying proper rules. Right. right. I mean, people mm-hmm. just talk and conversational talk and then mm-hmm. maybe that's a matter of preference. Maybe it would stick out to you if you were reading a book, but I want to hear somebody I think just tell a story. That probably goes to, to um, the point that uh, you are making earlier about the skill of the writer. And that is that if you are skilled enough, you can flout nearly any rule. And that includes and that includes, and that includes uh, something like that. Being like, well, or we have to, oh no, this is first person, so we have to stay within this framework of, of how things work, past and present, etc. No, if you were, if you were skilled enough, um, then I think you'd be able to pull off 
something where you were literally saying as much about the narrator in the way that they are telling the story than you would be through the story. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Okay, so let's look at this, this last point here. Well, from a practical standpoint, in Judy's example, there's nothing like pain to bring you back to the present. Oh, I like that, actually. <laughs> no, I like what you're saying there. Is it? Then that sort of speaks to this, actually, this last point. And I'll just read this out so I'm not trying to paraphrase it and mess it all up. You'll have writers who want first-person past tense, but where the narrator is never revealed as a modern version of that main character, not wise narrator. They're just ignored, essentially. This could be the preference of the author because they want to remain completely in the moment, no foreshadowing, and mostly immediate scene. Still in the past, but they want it to remain very present in the past, if that makes sense. No wise narrator looking back and saying, this is how things were, uh, and here I am in the present making commentary on it. So every twist and turn is just as much news to the narrator, it seems, as it is to the reader. Using present tense, then, I want to know whether you think that gets more complicated, uh, even if it's a commentary of ongoing events, like, you know, just social commentary or something like that. So here's an example. I walked into the apartment, ears perked for any sound, old habits die hard. Or another one, the car popped out of gear, the reek of metal on metal seeping through the gearbox, nothing stinks like burning clutch. So, and here's another example. So those two, maybe one way, that, that, that consider this other one. I clubbed him on the back of the head with a blackjack. In the movies, people stay unconscious for hours. In real life, they come to in mere seconds most of the time. That was what happened with Tony. He grunted and got back to his feet before I was free of the parking lot. So in these, let's say, especially this is past tense and this is some sort of suspense thriller or something, where... Because I think some Jack Reachers are present, some are past, if I'm not mistaken. So that would be a good example. Is It's written in the past, but this is not Jack Reacher sitting in a rocking chair telling a story. It is, yes, it's in the past, but it's supposed to be lots of immediate scene, lots of things happening there. I don't know. Does that, what I read, totally work for you guys? Do you have any problems with that, considering? I, I think it's the same thing. The first two, no problem, probably because they're shorter. The second one, you have more going on and more time to think about. Does this bother me? Okay, right. Yeah, I see your point. So it might just depend on, and, and to Kathy's point too, if you are in a situation where it does take a long time to convey this thing that you want to put in the present, and technically you can, and maybe you put other stuff in the present, but if it's longer, maybe you just back up and find another way to do it. Instead of obligating yourself to say, this thing, this, this fact that is an ongoing fact Maybe find some other way of doing it. Obviously, you could do it in, in dialogue. Um, what is Tonto and Watson but a way for the main character to talk about things that he knows, right? So it could be, you know, you know, how the hell did that guy get back up? And then another guy could say, it's not like in the movies, kid. When people get knocked out, they come to almost right away. More thoughts? Um, I mean, you read a lot of mysteries, yeah. and, and so you probably read a whole bunch of what this last example is talking about. That is, things that have a fast pace, things that are in the past, but in a very immediate uh, setting. Yeah, the most, most, are, most of them are written in past tense, even though they're happening boom, boom, boom. Yeah. right wow. now. Um, but it's, it's expressed past, because present tense for a novel gets really wearing. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know why, but it does. <laughs> For a short story, I really like present tense. 
but for a novel, I don't. Yeah, and this is you know, we're talking about short stories, so I suppose, you know, this is a short story podcast, so I'm, I'm assuming that people who are listening to this are writing primarily short stories that, indeed, part of the fix of this could be that you switch tenses of your story. Um, but again, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I've read probably not many in present tense. All the all of the um, Hunger Games trilogy were in present, um, and then I, I narrated a book actually that was in present. But I'll, I'll bet you I could count on two hands the number of books I've read that were in that were full length works in present tense. And uh, I agree, most of them get rather tedious, and it is kind of hard to describe why. That could be another podcast in and of itself is talking about you know preferences of tense and why. I but, think yeah. because you don't have any anything to relate to. You don't know whether you have a wise narrator or whether you have someone that's trying to, you know, mislead you. And these shifts back into past tense are a short educational fact to support what's going on in the present tense. And I think you have to give your readers some credit that, you know, they're going to understand that this backs the, this backs the present. I think you wear out in the, in the present tense because you've got one opinion going on. Well, and I suppose if you're thinking logically that people might have umbrage with present tense because um, it doesn't actually make sense in terms of then... You, you can't really tell a story as it's going along or else who, who are you telling it to? The guy next to you or something? You know, so maybe I don't necessarily have a problem because of that, but you could see there being an issue because it's of that. It's like listening to one person talk incessantly. Okay, that's a great example. Yeah, because when someone tells a story, you always have that guy, and it's not everybody, you always have that one guy who says, so I go in there and everybody looks up at me and then, you know, it, yeah. <laughs> and it get, it does it gets a little tedious where you're like okay dude let's, let's yeah you keep let's. trying to listen but you lose your focus <laughs> <laughs> oh so did Dale do you have something to say look like you were about to increasingly in fiction I've read very little fiction in the last five years but the, the ones that I have seen is that the narrator speaks in the past tense but will break that wall very rarely and make an observation, an empirical observation. That's what we're talking in the about. Pre- in the present. Right, tense, right. Mm-hmm. And that does not bother me. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, if you're asking for feeling, it does, it, I, I see that as something trending. Mm-hmm. And, and it sometimes is refreshing. It depends on how intelligent the narrator right. is. Yeah, or, know? yeah, it, it exactly. It does say something about yeah. the narrator and what they automatically yeah. know. It can avoid filtering because yeah. <clears throat> you're not saying that I knew that blah, 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 mm-hmm. uh, which would be more organically leave it in the past but would be filtering, essentially. And I don't know. I mean, I think it probably would bother someone if, it was, if they're reading something and I, there are times that I think I'm reading something either sci-fi or dystopian or something and I read something that is that, is that commentary that is kept in the past instead of in the present, and I'm asking, oh, does that change? Uh, on this other world, uh, do maggots take longer than a full day to spawn? Because that was an example. So, yeah. Okay, well, uh, this has been an interesting discussion. It's definitely something we can bring back up again, but it was something I'm seeing very very much in something I'm reading, and she keeps it all in the past, the, the work I'm line editing right now. She keeps all those commentaries in the past, and I think 
she doesn't do it very frequently, so mostly I'm just going to leave it for consistency's sake. But I could also see going through the entire work and changing each one of those to the present, and I think that that would probably work as well. In the short book, the second one that I read for, for school, um, it's basically a day in the life of a guy who happens to be a manager of a restaurant. And it's third person close, it's present tense, you know, sort of say what's happening as you go along. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's not something that's earth shattering or anything, but it definitely works. And it's a good, it's a good mix. Um, and I think just that alone, those, those couple of, of techniques, that combination, and again, the skill of the writer, and this is like his eighth book or something. Right. You know. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think it, it can work. And I'm not saying you don't see terrible point of view uh, or even stylized errors in, in veterans. Sometimes, they, you know, they try something and I just don't think it works very well. But I think more often than not, yeah, if you've, if you've learned the rules and you're not just skirting them in order to, uh, because you don't want to or because it's some arbitrary choice you made, then it'll probably be an all right one. So, Okay, well, thank you guys very much. And be sure to go on to iPod, iTunes rather, <laughs> and uh, rate this podcast and write a review if you would. Thank you. This has been Crafting the Short Story with Darren Todd. Visit Darren online at darrentodd.net.